Turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. The show where aspiring voice actors, established VO pros, and curious fans alike get to meet and learn from the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. Happy New Year, and I'm Chuck Duran. It is 2016, and we are kicking off our fifth season of VO Buzz Weekly with the totally rad Phil Lamar, oh. ladies and gentlemen. He's so in the house. great. He is. He, oh my gosh. He is incredible. Absolutely. I think we should talk to him right now. Yes, we must. We're going. Guys, there is no better way to kick off season five than when an award-winning actor who you know from Mad TV, movies like Pulp Fiction and Men, Women, and Children, and of course, there is voiceover like Futurama, Family Guy, Justice League, Star Wars, Clone Wars, shall I go on and on and, and on. on and on. We are so excited to get buzzed with a totally fabulous Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar. Welcome. Well, I, Thank Put you. Put <laughs> so much jewelry. Oh my Why do you have more jewelry than she does? Because I that? hang out with Jess Harnell. Ah, that'll do it. That'll it's do it. Mandatory. It's just uh, like armor. It's, it's mandatory. Listen, when you were a child of, uh, you know, growing up uh, in the '80s and having rock and roll fun, <laughs> if you don't wear bling, then you're not happening. You know yes. what I'm saying? I thought that was rappers. And rappers too. <laughs> Speaking of rappers, are they are they the same? Can they're you, the same. They're adjacent. You know, exactly. Different Rap, hairstyles. Rock. They both start with R. Hey, yeah, yeah. see, now we're back to walk this way. Walk this way, oh baby. Walk this uh, way. So cool, man. Well, listen, we're gonna get right into it because so excited you're here. Thank you absolutely. so much. And you Thank must you. be one of the busiest dudes in Hollywood for sure. So we're excited that you actually made a little time for us. Oh, yeah. thank you. I yeah, no, it's you know how it's <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's not. Uh, uh, it's not all that. It's not all that. It You're is, like Uber, you just drive around being, and when someone calls, so, I'm in the yeah, car. Tell us about no. Uber driving these days. <laughs> no, that's the weird thing. I mean, I think part of it is because voiceover is it's like compacted. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you can do two jobs in a day. And like a four-hour job might might not even be a four-hour job. Yeah. Like a half hour. Yeah. You know, well, it's when like, you're really good, you can get it done in ten minutes. Like well, you. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you like, know, yeah. well, no, but that's the thing, because there's this weird thing about time. Yeah. And, because I'm on the uh, the interactive uh, negotiating committee about right. the video game mm -hmm. contract. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest things that we're trying to get them to understand is using trained professional actors saves you money. Totally. It's like, we could do, anybody could do that. Everybody, you know, the guy down in rendering talks, we could just have, record him doing the lines. Like, you could. Yeah. But ain't nobody want to listen to it. Right. You know, and the fact that you get a recording studio for a certain amount of time, it costs you per minute. Mm -hmm. You get a trained professional actor in there, they can give you the performance you need exactly to match, you, need. you know, the, the level of technology that you've got now right. and the graphics and everything. In, in minutes. A, yes. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah, you could get you could get a guy off the street. You remember that thing a few years ago where yes. they found the homeless guy with the oh, amazing yes. voice? Yes. Yeah, the golden it's like voice. Ted Williams. Ted yeah. Williams. Yeah. It's like you can get somebody who just has a voice and 
poke them with a stick enough times to get them to say the words <laughs> in the right you know, yeah, register yeah. and right. then cut it all together, right. but it's not gonna be the same thing and it'll take you 10 times longer. Yep. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%, yeah. man. Well, thank you for being on that committee and, and yeah, advocating for absolutely. all of us. Absolutely. Thank you, well, that hey. That's a big deal. Thank you guys. That I mean, is huge. Because it's been the membership that's been supporting it. It's, it's really actually cool, because mm -hmm. I've done a couple of like union things and it's usually just a yeah. nightmare. It was so cool when we did the Performance Matters and it started trending within like 20 minutes. Yeah. I was like, oh, it was so exciting. Everyone was, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. It just shows you what happens when everyone really focuses. And that's, and that's the thing that's different about this. Like the membership is actually engaged because you know how it is. Yeah. Usually you get an email from the union saying, it's like, that is the first thing I'm going to delete. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. blip, get gone. Yeah. Ooh, there's something from uh, oh, Expedia. My free, my free um, that movie. one I'm going to read. <laughs> from Expedia. <laughs> You've won $500 towards a getaway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got five free miles. <laughs> but I delete the SAG after, in, yeah. like, in a second. Oh, man. But no, the fact that people are really engaged, like, and actors, you know, are, like, talking to each other about it. It's, yeah. it's yeah. that's that's where we get our strength. It's important, Absolutely. and it's definitely about time, actually. Yeah. yeah. They started yeah. negotiations needs, on that, for sure. We need to all get So, I'm going to get down to it. We're going to do it. Enough about the union. Yeah, enough about the union. We got questions I got my flag in. Lamar. We got questions, and you've got answers. Let's hope. Uh, so we're going to go back. We want me to take us uh -oh. back in time. So you're originally from Los Angeles. True yes. Or false? Born and bred. I'm on the. Yeah. I'm on a good yeah. path so here. So far we're good. One for um, one. So then uh, uh, you went on to become an English major at Yale. Yes. Then yes. to sketch comedy with at the Groundlings. Right. Right. Okay. Then to Broadway, TV, film. Voiceover. <laughs> well, How, you you they, jumped over a whole. I know we did, yes, yes. but that's I want great. You to, I want you to go back and just give us a quick little. Brrr, what happened to Phil Lamar since those days? Um, From there to now. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I got my minutes. very first professional job uh, in high school, which has actually been the only like real benefit of being a native. Mm -hmm. Is uh, a friend of my mother's worked for NBC. They were using real kids for a cartoon. She knew I did plays. She got me an audition. And I did the Mr. T cartoon for three summers. That was my summer job, and wow. it got did they me my. Pay you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got my union That's a good card. Summer job. That's awesome. And you got your union card. Beautiful. So that you know, after I went away to college and started doing improv with a, a group at Yale called the Purple Crayon, and we also went to Chicago. I took uh, improv classes there with uh, uh, improv genius Del Close. Mm -hmm. I did uh, Improv Olympic and Second City. Uh, then after that was all done, I came home. Uh, to LA and I really was jonesing to do improv and that's where I found my way to the Groundlings. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, there was sort of the acting background, doing plays that I'd done you know, since I was a kid. Yeah. And th the voiceover thing didn't actually take hold. I mean, one, the cartoon was really bad. Yeah. Like we were directed to end, every, you gotta end every line up. Mm. It gives the line energy. Do you remember who that director was? Do we want I to do. I'm director? not going to mention okay. him because he was a very. We know who Did you, you are. get to <laughs> say I pity the fool? Did you get to say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's only Mr. T. No. Although back <laughs> actually during high school, uh, I had a, a friend of mine ask me to leave a voicemail. Uh, <laughs> not voicemail. We didn't have voicemail. Uh, we had answering machine. A cassette tape recording. Yes. Uh, I left an outgoing message on his answering machine um, as Mr. T. Nice. Oh, that's good. Like Bob ain't here right now. But I pity the fool that doesn't leave a message. And he said he, he eventually had to take it off because he had random people calling. You know, he had 
one woman calling and say, you can't, this is racist. You can't have this on your, oh, and, in, and, and there was a little boy, it's like, Mr. T, I'm your biggest fan. Like people thought oh, it was actually Mr. So T. It's like, no. Your gift of impersonation yeah. is gone. <laughs> and we're gonna have you do some of this for us in a little bit, so you guys stick around for that. Oh, um, okay, then what? Um, then I came home to LA, because uh, I would rather be broke here than New York, mm -hmm. and um, started doing Groundlings classes, and um, doing improv, and just trying to audition and take you know bad acting classes. Actually, it wasn't well. They weren't teaching bad acting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they were. They thought they were teaching good acting. Yeah, mm. but they weren't. But they weren't. Um, but I, I soldiered on. I did a, a, <laughs> a horrifyingly bad community theater play. That was the first thing I did after I came back home. Yeah. Uh, there was something in the. It wasn't called Backstage West back then. What was it called? Drama log. Drama log. Drama log. Drama log. The actor's log. paper. Yeah, it yes. had like five pages. Yes. yes. And, if your and, fingers and four turned... of them were ads. And four of them were ads. <laughs> One of them was mine. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there were there were in the back there were little there was a little casting yeah. notice, you know, and there was a play in Altadena at Theater Americana, Altadena's community theater. Yeah. And I drove all the way out there and auditioned wow. for because there was a part for Billy, nineteen, black. A nice neighbor boy, and I'm like, you're like, that's me. Check, I check, can do check. that. I, I can do that. that. I'm 21, but I can I can pass for 19. Totally. Don't you yeah. think? That you young face. Now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I went to audition for this play, and they said, oh, man, man, we want you to read for this other part, and they had me read for the lead, oh. and I was cast in the lead, the title character, in fact, that's in a play good. in a play called A Dog's Life. A dog's life. I was in a suit that I'm pretty sure was made out of carpet. Oh my gosh! Were you a dog? I was a dog. I was a What's talking a dog. A dog's life. But it wasn't. Oh, it was. It was the worst play oh I've ever God. read. It the first act was a ripoff of All in the Family, but like Archie D Bunker's do talking <laughs> dog talks him out of his racist ways. Oh. Just in time for Thanksgiving. Mm. And then the, oh yeah. yeah, is it over? Nope. Yeah, yeah, nope, there's more. But wait, there's more. Then the second act, a crotchety uncle comes over and just in time for Christmas and actually <laughs> says, bah humbug. <laughs> Until the dog talks to him and teaches him the spirit of Christmas. Wow. Just in time for New Year's. <laughs> 1960, it's the 60s. We're going to a nudist colony and skydiving. <laughs> Because in 1960, oh, that's what you did. Yeah, that's what you right. did. Right on January 1st, <laughs> of course. 1960. What else are you gonna do? Oh my God! It was as if, wow. like, it was written by an alien who had just picked up a, you know, like human culture like in bits. How long was the run of this fabulous play? Oh God, I can't imagine that it was more than three weekends. Mm. But it, but it was definitely more than two because it felt long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't understand. Every night when I would drive there to rehearsal, literally every time I would think, I don't have to go. <laughs> They're not paying me. I didn't sign a contract. They don't know where I live. I could just turn around. Like just not even showing up. And the, that would have been the yeah. best part of the show. Well, was no, that somebody wasn't there who's supposed to be. Where's the dog? Well, no, no. This That's was, edgy. Where's the once, dog? Once the show, no, this was rehearsal. Because rehearsals were so excruciating. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine having to say such incredibly bad words 
over and over again. Yeah. The, the performance was great. You only had to say each line once, and then you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, yeah. true. Um, yeah, but then there was, it was... So somehow you didn't lose your love of acting. Yeah. Well, no, I told After myself, that, you so... know what? You've made a commitment. Mm -hmm. And even though everybody who I was cast with in the play, I think except for the little girl playing the daughter, like, everybody else dropped out. Failed. Oh. Wow. And was replaced by someone less good. Mm. <laughs> so the play so you really got stood worse. Out. You really the stood play, out. But you stayed. And that's I did. See, and that's you're commitment. a man of honor okay, and integrity. So 21, that show stopped. What was your next, what, what else did you do? Um, what, what happened? I, I, we, we want to get to the part where you got the It can only be up from there. Oh, sorry, yeah, I know. I spent way too much <laughs> okay, time on that. Yeah. Well, that, that, was the, that was the bottom. <laughs> and now we're, now we're coming up. You needed that, that catharsis, exactly. Phil. You had to no, get that out. I, I started, um, after the, I spent a year just farting around doing stuff like that, yeah. and then I was ready to quit. And I said, well, have you actually tried? Have you done everything you can? And I realized, no, I haven't. You were going to quit at 21? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because nothing was happening. That's when you quit stuff. <laughs> it's a good age to quit anything, man. 21. You know, you start, start, stop something and start drinking. Exactly. Right? Because yeah. I'm, I'm old enough. Um, and I, I went and took a cold reading workshop because this friend's agent who was hip-pocketing me for a day and a half. Mm. I, I, I had agents, agents for very short periods yeah, yeah. of time. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, the, the dog play um, got me an agent for a day and a so half. So, mm. not so bad of a play, mm. there you go. There was a little old a little woman who down. lived in Altadena who saw the play and said, you're lovely, you're so good. And she gave, handed me a letter. I don't know when she wrote the letter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, maybe she had seen the play before and come yeah, back a second she came time. Prepared. Back. It must she not have prepared. been that bad. But she she was a working yeah. actress, like one yeah. of those. You know, like yeah. when you get to be eighty three, there's only four of you left, so mm -hmm. you work all the time. Mm -hmm. And she gave me a letter of recommendation to her agent. Wow. And Lovely. I and he was my agent for two days. Two days. Nice. And then we had an argument, and <laughs> he said, "This isn't gonna work." <laughs> I'm like. Okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But uh, that was all the first year. After that, I took a cold reading workshop, found out that this guy running it was a casting director now transitioning into being a manager, mm -hmm. and he signed me. And he got me an agent, like an actual a legitimate agent, agent mm -hmm. who didn't send their clients out to pick up their dry cleaning. Right. Um, and from there, I started auditioning for TV shows. And at the same time, they because I went to Yale, they assumed I went to Yale Drama, yeah, yeah. and they sent me out for lots of dramatic parts. Yeah. Um, and I of course, you talked like that. But you spoke that. like that, so, <laughs> so of course. That, that, that helped things I didn't. Yeah. But that's, that's actually the great thing about going to Yale. If you're an actor, yeah. people assume you went to Yale Drama next to Meryl Streep. Right. Right. I didn't. I was yeah. an English major. Yeah. I would, I, that was not, that's the graduate program. You that's a whole a, other it's, building. It's all the yes yeah. and. You played along. You yes, played I along. Yes. yes. Um, but at the same time, I was taking classes at the Groundlings. Mm -hmm. And eventually, I started getting work from the Groundlings. Because whenever anybody would call there looking for, it's like, uh, we're looking for a funny black guy. I was the only funny black, black guy. guy in the whole like program. Okay. So you, you um, had to become funny. Those are some good eyes. Yes. So that's the yeah. only thing you need. Exactly. To well, because you know nobody wants to say, no, we don't have anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so they go all the way down. There's a guy in, there's a guy at level two. We got yes. level two. He can play dogs. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
Yeah, because I mean, I'm there auditioning oh. with the people who are actually in the groundlings. Yeah. Right. It's like, right. what are you guys doing here? What are you doing here? Yeah. Um, and then I started to build up my chops, you know, build up characters, do more improv, and I began to work on camera. And that basically, those skills led to Mad TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, by yeah. the mid '90s. Yeah. But before that, I was doing a lot of sitcom work and started making a living. You know, actually as an actor. That's beautiful, man. The key is um, low overhead. Low overhead, yeah, yeah. and talent yeah. Uh, is required. Uh, so would talent you, helps. Would you say? Would you say that the that you know all the improv stuff that you got from the Groundlings that really really prepared you for like where you are today as far as like you know being able to be quick and delivering things? I think the best thing that improv did for me because in most on camera scenarios you don't get to do a lot of improv. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, people say, oh my God, Mad TV stuff, you guys probably just made it up all the time. It's like, no, there were like five cameras. Yeah. If you, you know, and the camera guy is like, when he says, you know, okay, I'm panning off of him. So if you start making up stuff after okay, it's like, nobody yeah, saw nobody it. That was, right. that was really funny though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it gives you a confidence and you're relaxed. Because once you've been on stage, yeah. you know, with no script, you go into a room with a script, it's like, I got a leg up already. I already know what I'm going to say. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's, cool. that's, that's been the, the major benefit for me. That's beautiful. Is a man. sense of confidence. Yeah. So, so you got a bunch of TV shows yeah. and you were on Mad TV and all this other beautiful, wonderful stuff. And then what happened? How'd you do the, how did the voiceover thing come about? Um, well, you, you know, do know the shows about voiceover. I do. I no, do. but I, I, is this, <laughs> is it true or false that you, your work on Mad TV, you were one of the original cast, Somehow led to working on Family Guy. Is that yes, true? Yes, that is absolutely true. Wow. Well, it's weird though because there were three things from Mad TV that led to my voiceover career. Um, one, we did animated stuff on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, this guy Corky Quakenbush would do these claymation pieces, mm -hmm. and they would have the cast voice them since they were already paying us for the episode. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, right. Yeah, that's not an extra check, is it? Okay. Fine. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you guys go ahead. Um, doing that got me some mic time. You know, which I never had since, you know, the high school gig, which yeah. didn't really count. Uh, and um, the other thing was Family Guy. The Fox executive that was working with us was also shepherding this young kid named Seth MacFarlane, hmm. you know. Yeah. And they were actually at one point talking about having the Family Guy characters run as little shorts in between the Mad TV segments, the way the Tracy, Tracy Ullman, Ullman show yeah. had The Simpsons. The Simpsons, yeah. Um, but for some reason, um, and I'm sure much to the eventual chagrin <laughs> of the Mad TV producers, that didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. I, if Start I were it. them, I would kick myself every single day. Totally. It's like, I could have Family Guy money. Yeah. Yeah. That's no joke. That is Seriously. No joke. Yeah. Uh, wow, how oh, cool and is the, that? And the third thing was, the women who cast... Um, uh, Julie Mossberg and Jill Anthony, the women who cast Mad TV, mm. also cast Futurama. Aha. And they brought me in for that. And there, there go. the so pieces. Th those three things, you know, the, like you were on those your are the way, legs baby. of the stool yeah. of my uh, voiceover. Well, yeah. it's pretty cool those how are some every fabulous single legs. thing that you did, including the bad dog play. <laughs> the dog uh, play. A wonderful dog's life. Is that what oh. it was called? Uh, that every, everything was a little stepping stone to yeah. this next thing and you didn't even know it at the time. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah. Is, yeah. which is pretty cool. I just want to go back a little bit. You said that you performed, you know, when you were a kid, but were you funny as a kid? Did you know you were funny? What kind of, like growing up, were you um, extroverted or were you kind of... 
No, I was or? a fairly serious kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, not a class clown. Um, I was funny. I loved comedy. You know, it was a big Monty Python fan, Steve Martin, Robin Williams, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff. But, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't like the stand-up comedy. like, look at me, look at me, here, you know. I had a much more sort of uh, s- skill approach yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the plays uh, I did uh, in 10th grade was uh, Played Against Sam, where I played Humphrey Bogart. Mm. And for me, that was like all about focusing on totally the impression right. and, mm-hmm. you know, doing, you know, reading his background, you know, and making sure that I sounded like Bogart as much as possible. And then, of course, learning how to project this voice, you know, for the stage, because we didn't have these back then. Yeah. You yeah. know, that was the hardest part. Yeah. That's, that was good. So did you, you want to be a performer? Like did you have that in your mind or? Um, not really. The first play I did was in eighth grade because it was a based on a book that I loved. Mm-hmm. And there was like a little character that I really wanted to play. Yeah. But again, not, well not again, this was the first time, I auditioned and got the lead instead. And the first time I was on stage, then I just yeah. I just fell for it. Yeah. That's so you cool. You know, because yeah. it's just that, the, that feeling yeah. of the energy of an oh, audience. Oh, and that immediate yeah. response. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. oh man. It yeah. is, um, yeah. Well, since you just took us into a little bit of uh, wonderful that wonderful impression right there. Um, there's a little list here on our wild card. That well, I just found out this is a wild card. The list is like a wild scroll. card. After almost 200 episodes, now I buzz never in. Knew this we is had for 20. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so in the form of a question. This is amazing. Um, so we here's some of the voices that you're supposed to. Supposedly, they're supposedly you do these like amazing, and we want to hear them because okay. these are some of my favorites too. So Chris Rock. Eddie what you want, Chris Rock? Nobody can do Chris Rock. <laughs> That's great. That's ridiculous. Oh, I love that. Eddie Murphy. Okay, listen, the thing about Eddie Murphy is, you, Eddie Murphy talks about Eddie Murphy in the third person. You yeah. know, because Eddie Murphy's been so rich for so long, <laughs> Eddie Murphy forgot what it's like not to be Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Billy Crystal. Okay, now, see, Billy Crystal's one I didn't even know I could do, but uh, on Mad TV, they needed the impression, so I started doing it. <laughs> Prince. Okay, now the thing about Prince is, it's very, very quiet at all times. Mm. Oh! You know, but it's funny because you go, <laughs> there's like the loud Prince and then the quiet. Yeah. Yes. And then you yes. just did Bogart, right? Um, yes. Which was freaking insane. Mm. What, what are you? Nice these are some that I really like. What are some of Sammy your Davis Jr. I mean, the list is crazy. Sammy Davis. And you even got you know, the Sammy, eye going. Sammy is yeah. one of my favorites, man. Just because the cat is so talented, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, God, one of my favorites. Uh, there's some that I like to do that I never get to do. You know, and some of them are hacky. You know, everybody loves to do Nicholson. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But then, but then, what I love That's good, is like when you changed your face. You know, what I love is parsing it. Like, you know, there's young Jack Nicholson. Wendy, I'm not gonna kill you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And then there's old Jack. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's yeah. changed over the years. Yeah. Everybody, where does he get these wonderful toys? You know. Oh man. That's and so also good. Pacino. Mm. That's Ooh, I the, love Pacino. You're out of order. The whole goddamn system's out of order. But then there's this guy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what happened? I mean, how many cigarettes do you have to smoke to go from here to this? You know? He sounds oh, like he should be in a so video good. game. He sounds right. like Look, the even Paz, our camera guy over there, is freaking smiling. He never smiles. He never smiles. Ever. But it's funny because 
the Nero hasn't changed. The Nero's the same guy. He's always been a you know, taxi driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, meet the fuckers. Yes. Same guy. Yeah. But so, Pacino's yeah. all over the place. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now he's doing this. Get an Oscar for doing park on leg on. <laughs> That's a joke, son. You hear? Listen to me when I'm talking to you. He's you very know. erratic. <laughs> very erratic. <laughs> erotic or erotic? Yeah, he's a little bit of both. You make the call. Yeah, you make um, the call, Phil. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. Hey, I got to ask you, man. So, not everybody... You, you talk just like Jess. I it's do. hilarious. I know. You guys we, are like we clones. Out so, we, yeah. are, we are. We That's what decades of brotherhood. People tell us that all the time. Yeah. Go, you sound like Jess. And Jess go, you sound like Chuck. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, not everybody can do voices like that and break down, you know, impressions. Do you have like, you know, a little formula that you use for breaking down like a voice to learn how to do it that you can maybe teach? Um, I, hmm. It's usually for me, um, well, one, the further it is away from my own voice, the easier mm. it is. Um, cause sometimes when it's too close, cause you know how it is. Yeah. When you when I listen to myself do an impression, if I hear myself in it, mm -hmm. it sounds wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, but I'm trying to think. Uh, first, you identify pitch. You know. Then you identify if there's any sort of noticeable texture, and also figure out whether you're trying to do an imitation or an impression. Right. You know. Right. Is it? Are you trying to fool people? Right. You know. Because if I'm doing an impression of Chris Rock, which is what you're doing most of the time, yeah. then I'm going to do loud Chris. I'm going to do Chris on stage. Yeah. I'm going to do Chris who sounds like this, who talks with a rhythm, who's always doing something like that. Right, right. But if I want to do... So the million dollar voiceover Chris Rock. Exactly. Yeah. Which exactly. one is yeah. that? I'm a, I'm a zebra. I'm a giraffe. Who cares? Where's my check? <laughs> <laughs> but if I want to do an, an imitation, yeah. then I'm more likely to do... Talking Chris, interview Chris. You know, when they asked me to do the Oscars, I was very excited. You know, I called Jerry Seinfeld and said, Jerry, how come you never did the Oscars? He's like, because I'm not stupid. You know? Wow, that's mm -hmm. really yeah, freaking yeah. great, man. I've never heard a better Chris Rock. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. it's yeah. amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as breaking it down, uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's about trying to identify yeah, so where, what in your voice sounds like their mm -hmm. voice and what in your voice doesn't, Yeah, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, the, the one I have never been able to do is Martin Lawrence, mm. which you would think, Yeah. but it always slides into somebody else. Yeah, now was there one voice Your Michael that... Jackson is crazy great. That one was fun. I mean, yeah. it's, the, the impressions that are the most fun are the people you love yeah. mm -hmm. or the people you hate. Did we hear yeah. you do Michael? No, we didn't, Chuck. No. Let's hear, let's hear you know what? That is, Chuck, you can't just turn it on like a machine. I'm, I'm not a robot, although I would love to be. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's so good. So fun. Uh, so, it, what was I going to ask? <laughs> I forgot. I was going to ask a great cute. question Chuck, for you, man. You're very I had cute. the best question you've ever had in your life. Darn it. Oh, darn it. <laughs> next time. Will, I'll um, come yeah, back to well, you. Next time, next time. Um, so, so what? what is it about voices that, you know, like, for example, right. like, you didn't just, like, wake up one day and say, hey, I can do all these voices. When did you figure out, they're like, wow, I can just, like, pick up these voices and, and, and do like them. Like, learning what your instrument could do. Yeah. Well, I mean, know, obviously, you've created many incredibly unique characters that right, are right, right. Phil Lamar creations. But how did you discover all that? Because you have such a diverse range of I, I think of it work. started out as, as impressions, mm -hmm. you know, which is, again, that sort of breakdown sort yeah. of thing. Um, I remember as a kid, 
Um, my buddy across the street got a, a, a tape player, a tape recorder. Yeah. You know, with like with the cassette in there and you Realistic, yes. black this with a yeah. little handle on it. Yes! And we sat Had there one. for hours just recording yeah. ourselves talking. Mm -hmm. We would read Dynamite Magazine. You know, and it had these parodies in the back. Yeah. You know, and I remember one of them was like a commercial parody called And Now a Word from Our Sponsor. And we would just read all the parts. And, um, and it's funny because I found that tape years later, like oh, in my adulthood. Yeah. And at the time, I was doing the announcer voice because I had the deepest voice. You know? mm. And, I, and I, in my head it sounded like And Now a Word from Our Sponsor. But when I listened to it really, <laughs> like listen to the actual voice, and now a word from our sponsor. That was the low voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh man, that is so cool. So right. Phil, let me ask you a question. <laughs> this was the question <laughs> I had earlier that I thought oh, was came really, back. really great. Oh good. Yeah. I forgot, but it was good. So obviously you work a ton, man. And and I try. so do you still audition? For, okay, that was a that was a trick that was a trick question, because that was the right You're answer. You're so funny. Yeah. Now, yes. when you audition, do you audition mainly from home or from? Do you actually go into your agents? Um, most of my animation stuff I do from home. Okay. And most of the commercial stuff I do at the agency. Oh, cool. Because we have one of the few agencies, DPN, that still yeah. reads Love in house. DPN. Yeah. Jeff Dana's rules. The partner reads, yeah. awesome. Which yeah. is great, but yeah, because you get to yeah. read with people and actually do scenes, so nice. and you get direction, you know. Which is good. Because that was my thing. When I, when I first started out, I tried to do commercials, because I was trying to do everything, Yeah. you know. And at, at one point, before I was making a living, I stopped auditioning for on-camera commercials, because I couldn't. I couldn't get it. I couldn't understand it. I, it would fill me with anxiety. Like... I knew there was something wrong when my agent called, and I, I, was, at, I was at SBV, a really good agency. They would call for an appointment, and I would start to go, do I have anything else that I can tell them that I'm doing? Yeah. It's like Santa Monica, ooh. Santa Monica ooh, at three o'clock, so ooh, yeah. four o'clock. And I realized, dude, you're trying to make up excuses to not get a job. Like, okay, something's very wrong yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, you know what, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna do this anymore. I'm wasting your time and mine. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, it's, it's, it's weird because people don't believe me when I say it, but like, yeah, no. I, and, I, and I don't believe it because yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, why would you give up a potential revenue stream yeah. As an well, actor. Why did you? Well, on-camera commercials are kooky. I well, mean, it's you so don't know like how you... I couldn't understand whether I was supposed to act Act well, act badly, not act, just be, you know, or <laughs> just yes. have a look. <laughs> yeah. Right. It never made any sense to me. Yeah. You know, and I, I've done a lot of stuff. I've done yeah. films, I've done, you know, stage, comedy, yeah. drama. On camera commercials to this day mm -hmm. just mystify me. And I had yeah. buddies that I was with in the Groundlings who booked constantly. It's like, and they're saying, Phil, it's easy. Just go in there and just make a face and hit the mark and make up some lines. <laughs> like, make up some lines. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great, man. So, okay, so you audition, uh, so you go to your agents to do commercials, you audition for animation stuff mm -hmm. from home. So let yeah. me ask you this. Yeah. So, and this is for them. Right. Okay, so you're at home and an audition for an animation, uh, a new animation show comes out and, and or, or comes into you. There's a picture on the mm -hmm. paper, how, how do you, what's your process? How do you break down that, that side and, 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 and to give your, what did you call it, his? 
stellar performance. His <laughs> Phil Lamar. Yeah, well, I mean, you obviously, Great I mean, you really nail, you really stand out. I mean, you obviously. Stand out. Stand out. Really A standout performance. My, my first step is usually, um, you look at the picture just to see what it suggests physically. You know, mm -hmm. this guy got a long neck, you know, or is it a big dude, you know. Just so you have a starting point, right. then you read the specs. You know, that's of course if you're given specs and a picture. Mm -hmm. Usually, at least given one. One or the other. You know, um, and a lot of times what I'll do is I'll look at the character, look at the specs, and then start to read the specs in a voice like, "This guy is cranky. He's a sixty-year-old," and then sort of like, More you know, like like you're together. like you're uh, sculpting with clay. You know, you put oh, a little bit on here, cool. put a little bit on there. It's like, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, so he's he's grumpy and he's but full of energy, okay. You know, and you just sort of add it all up and see what you get to by the end. Mm -hmm. nice. And does that work? Does that match the picture? You know, and then that's a starting point. Mm -hmm. you I know? That's, a, that's a really yeah. neat trick. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Are you good at directing yourself? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By this point, um, at first, you know, I realize why a lot of people don't like to record mm -hmm. from home, because you can spend an hour <laughs> on something that if you went into a booth with a director, you'd be out in a minute and a half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and the thing I've learned is always save the first take. Yes. yes. You know, because that's because usually you wind up going back to that. Yeah. It's the one you didn't yeah. overthink. So what do you yeah. do? So what do you do at home? How many how many takes do you do before um, you decide what you're going to send in? Well, a lot of times I will start recording and then just go into the booth and just go, okay, what am I doing? Do that thing with, you yeah. know, and then like, all right, I got it. Uh, who, I can't remember who just uh, hit me to this, but there was something, somebody showed me the other day that if you snap into the yeah. microphone, spike. it makes a yeah. spike yeah. when you know. And you can, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that's where I, because especially if you're just letting stuff run. Sure. You know. You need to know where the stuff is. You can is, spot so. it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I used to think, oh, I can read like the kid in the Matrix. I can see <laughs> where the lines are. I was like, yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. I can't actually. Yeah. Is that is that me talking or is that the me playing the <laughs> reference? Um, yeah. So uh, I'll do that and um, I will do like two or three, you know. If after three I don't have it, mm -hmm. then I got to stop because I'm off, mm -hmm. you know, in in some way, you know, I've misread something or. I'm not finding it. Then maybe I go back, listen to a reference, or look at it again. Stop, restart, and then you know okay. go from there again. And when you send it, mm -hmm. what's on your mind when you send it? Are you like praying that you get the job, or do you no. not care? Do you just whatever? No, no. <laughs> it's, it is baby. it is in the mail. It is gone. Mm -hmm. And you don't think about I, it again. Nope. No. Nope. You yeah. can't. No, you can't. That's you know? that's the name of the game. Yeah. Um, that's really cool, man. Any anything else that you'd like to share with us in regards to, you know, uh, auditioning or like great performances or just you know being, you know, um, it's finding uh, that middle ground between um, play and technique, you know, because obviously you want to you want to play, you want to bring life to it, yeah. you know, because that's where you find the unique stuff. That's when you find the stuff that's truly yours. Um, but at the same time. You got to give them what they're asking for, you know. These people are like, I do this funny voice, and so I'm gonna do this for every character. It's like it's, you're, now you're wasting your time. Yeah. yeah. There'll be a couple <laughs> of characters that works for. Yeah. Won't yeah. work for everyone. Yeah. yeah. So that's where the technique comes in. It's like, okay, what are they asking for? And then there's also the um, 
knowing what to eliminate. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times they will give you with like three paragraphs of description for a character that has two lines. Yeah. You're like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm gonna take the first three words. That's all. That's all I feel I need. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's a good mm -hmm. take. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you'll have a couple of different takes that. Ooh, that sounds good too. And sometimes I'll send two or three. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're good. What do you think? You know, what is the what's inside Phil Lamar's bag of tricks? Like, what do you think you're really great at <clears> as an actor? <throat> Why are you working day after day after year after year? I don't know. Um, That's honest. <laughs> I, I, what am I really good at? Um, your strengths. What do you feel your strengths are? They keep people wanting to hire you over and over again for the same role. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My signature read. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's so funny. Uh, I'm trying to remember if well, I've I think ever... it's funny that he's never even thought of that. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm trying to remember if I've ever asked that. anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember one time I did a, a guest spot on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mm -hmm. and I auditioned for it and I didn't think I nailed it. You know, I thought, it's like, man, I was almost there. And I asked the producer, I said, hey, when I auditioned, I didn't feel like I really nailed it. Did you think, okay, that's pre he's pretty good. That's good enough. Yeah, he'll get it. Mm -hmm. She said, no, absolutely not. I never cast on potential. I don't, I can't take that risk. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, and I realized like, Oh, okay, so I'm never going to mention that I didn't think I nailed it before, <laughs> ever again. Yeah. Um, but, I, and it's funny, because I worked, I did the Pee Wee Herman show, uh, yes. the live stage yeah. show. Yes. Uh, we Cowboy did it here Curtis. in New York. Yes, Fantastic. I took over for Larry Fishburne. Lawrence. Um, <laughs> and, I, and working with Paul Rubens was really amazing, because here's somebody who is a genius performer, mm. and who's created a character that, is so iconic and such so yeah. many people's lives on so many levels. And he says, and I asked him, it's like, what do you think, you know, is, is the, you know, what is the appeal of the character? He's like, I have no idea. And I don't want to know. Mm. I don't, it's like, I guess if you were, if you're a magician, you never tell the trick. Yeah. Right. But if you're actually magic, you don't want to know how it works. No, mm -hmm. exactly. You know, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I enjoy it. I think maybe that's the yeah. thing. Well, that's 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 yeah. one. That's, yeah. <clears throat> sure, that's one good reason to mm -hmm. keep having somebody coming back because they have fun with what they're doing. But uh, yeah, it's funny. I mean, because I feel like I've changed over the years. Mm -hmm. I used to be all about disappearing into the character. You know, like I wanted to be the Robert Duvall of voiceover. Anytime anybody said, "I didn't even know that was you," I was like, "Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. that was my goal." Um, but then I talked to D. Bradley Baker and listened to him talk about, you know, having a bag of tricks, a trunk, yeah. you, know, yeah, you yeah. pull out things. I'm like, oh wait, you mean you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time you create a character? You mean I can use something again or an idea that I thought of for something else that they didn't yeah. like? Yeah. yeah. Because I was, trying to, I was trying to start from scratch every single time. Which I guess is fine in your first four years. I was gonna say after <laughs> decades, that's like right. yeah. But then you're like, okay, <laughs> what did I do in 1993? <laughs> yeah. Nope, nope. Sorry, sorry. I'm so can't. sorry. I know that's what you liked, but I can't do that. I, I realized after the audition that I already did that once. Yeah. So can we change the characters? Okay. <laughs>
Um, well, doesn't it? It speaks to the intention too, and the situation the characters in, and I mean all that. That's so funny. Yeah. What are some of your heroes in uh, in the industry today, and in, in animation specifically? Because I know you. Um, or do you have any? Or any mentors or heroes, yeah. just in general? Who kind of? That's so funny. I mean, the people. I mean, the people I look up to are the people I work with every day. You know, I remember watching Billy West uh, while we were recording the first episode of Futurama, and there's a scene where. All three of his, because he's doing Fry, right. the Professor, and Zoidberg. Zoidberg. And it's a scene where the Professor brings Fry in to introduce him to Zoidberg. And I remember sitting in the studio and watching Billy do that. All three voices on the fly. Completely different species. Yeah. You know? And when you watch that scene, there is absolutely no way you can tell it's a single human being doing wow. it in one take. Yeah. yeah. Because when you did Futurama, you guys did it as a group recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think all of the... Such an amazing the, cast. The writer-driven oh shows mm -hmm. work that way. Yeah. I mean, maybe less these days. Yeah. You know? Um, it's funny, because the Phineas and Ferb people are great writers, and that's a real comedy-driven, writer-driven show, but they record... Separate. Separately, mm -hmm. which is Disney, you know, yeah. Yeah. policy or style yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, policy. We don't want any. You have to shred after. You have to shred everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I prefer the group read. I think it's more efficient, mm -hmm. personally. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Yeah. You know, you know people feeding off of each other, yeah. funnier. You find stuff that you didn't know was there. Mm -hmm. Although, I guess, on a show that's not good, it might be quicker yeah. to just like, just say it. <laughs> just say the words in a line. Yeah, a little Great. Yeah. There you go, got it. Give you me know. three of those. A little more upspeak. <laughs> uh, Wow, Phil Lamar is very, very cool. Yes, and we're gonna be back next week with part two, so don't miss it. Absolutely, and keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you guys. Thank you so much for watching, we love you. And just remember, you, you always, always have, have time, time for, for a little buzz. buzz. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly, watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.